Welcome to the Free Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Bossier, and I believe that you can be freed from the bondage of sickness and disease through good nutrition, fitness, and wellness practices. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Free Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to tune in today. This is actually my first podcast since the start of the pandemic, so it has been a while but I'm so grateful to be back before you and sharing the wealth of, wealth of knowledge that I study so hard to attain. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to dive into the thyroid gland. Um, I initially started this study because one of my fitness clients had some concerns about her thyroid gland. This is something that I had never given any thought to at all because I believe that unless you have this particular issue or you know somebody that may be concerned with this particular issue that you really don't think about it when it concerns your fitness. You're mostly concerned with the activity of keeping fit, whatever it is that you do, and um, eating properly. So the work and the nutrition, okay? So I started this research um, on behalf of my client and I was very surprised at the impact that it can have on people when they're getting, uh, when they're trying to get their fitness levels uh, to a higher place. So um, the thyroid gland is actually a part of the endocrine system, the endocrine system. Now there is some terminology within the notes that I've taken. I hope I don't butcher them too, too bad, but I'm going to do my best. So it's a part of the endocrine system and it also produces thyroid hormones, right? And these thyroid hormones are very important to your metabolic health, your metabolic health. So anything having to do with your metabolic health is going to be vital to any of your fitness goals, no matter what they are. Okay. So where is the thyroid gland? The thyroid gland is located at the front of your neck, um, just behind your windpipe and just under your Adam's apple, and it's shaped like a butterfly. There's two lobes on either side, right? And uh, it's really not visible unless there's something going wrong with it, okay? So what does the thyroid do? What does it do? The thyroid gland, as I said before, produces thyroid hormone that regulate the body's metabolic rate. What's the metabolic rate? It's the rate at which energy is used within a specific frame of time. Okay, these hormones also control the heart, muscle, and digestive function. Okay, also brain development and bone maintenance. Brain development and bone maintenance. Everything that I just named there in that particular list is very important to training. It's every, it has everything to do with training. Your heart, your muscles, your digestive function, obviously your brain and bone maintenance. These are vital to training. I had no idea that the thyroid had such a small gland had so much uh, importance within our bodies, all right? The thyroid gland also needs a good supply of iodine to function correctly, okay? And we'll get into that later on within this podcast. So thyroid hormone directly affects the heart and the peripheral vascular system. 
and it also increases myocardial inotropy, okay? This is the force of contraction and heart rate. Myocardial inotropy, the force of contraction and heart rate. So when you're working out, when you're training and you need more blood, more oxygen to various parts of your body, this hormone is in charge of that. And if you have an excessive deficiency in this particular hormone, it can cause cardiovascular disease and also aggravate pre-existing conditions. So if there's other things going on in your body, this can aggravate those conditions, okay? I can see this right now um, aggravating a condition if you have diabetes or if you have kidney disease. I can easily see how having a uh, excessive deficiency in thyroid hormone can make that very, very, very bad. Okay, so let's go back to myocardi myocardial inotropy, the force of the heart's contraction and the heart rate. So during vigorous training, we need the heart to respond accurately to the metabolic need, supplying enough oxygen, uh, oxygen-rich blood to the body. And if the body doesn't get sufficient oxygen, that's a huge problem. Um, could you imagine being a runner and not knowing that you're having thyroid issues and uh, you, you're not getting enough oxygen? You could easily pass out. At the very least, it's going to affect your training. That's very obvious to me. So who tells the thyroid to produce and release hormones? So that's the pituitary, pituitary gland's job. And it sends out a hormone called thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH. And that tells the thyroid gland how much hormones to produce and secrete. I don't want to get too deep into this. I want to stick to the uh, thyroid gland, but I think this particular um, information is important. So there's a third actor, which is called the uh, hypothalamus, which is above the pituitary gland and is a part of your brain. And it releases its own hormone, which tells the uh, pituitary gland to signal the thyroid to produce um, more hormone or less hormone. There's, there's a constant regulation of, this, of these hormones within the body as you go about your day, depending upon your activity and what the need is, right? And the whole network of these um, three entities, the thyroid, the pituitary gland, and the hypothalamus is, the, is called the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid active axis. I'll say that again hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis, or HPT, okay? And it adapts to the metabolic changes within our body, uh, depending on what our body needs. So in addition to those three things, there's other hormone-producing cells within the thyroid gland called C-cells, right? And the C-cells produce calcitonin. And the calcitonin is in charge of regulating calcium and phosphate levels in the blood. And what's more important to bone, bone health and maintenance than calcium, vitamin D, things of that nature. But this is, this is um, specifically in charge of regulating the calcium, okay? I had, once again, I had no idea that the thyroid gland was in charge or uh, was given so much responsibility um, in this human body, as small as it is, uh, so <laughs> it, it just continues to amaze me every time I read through these notes. So what could go wrong with the thyroid gland that could interfere in one's training? So normally the thyroid gland produces the exact amount of hormone 
that we need, that your body needs to keep your body's metabolism running and in balance. But um, you could either get too much of this particular hormone or you could not get enough. Getting too much of this hormone is called hyperthyroidism. And get, not getting enough of this hormone is called hypothyroidism, hypothyroidism. So let's start with hyperthyroidism. What are some of the symptoms of this? I'm, um, there are several. I'm only going to name a few just for the sake of time. Uh, weight loss is one of them. Some of you might be like, well, let me get my thyroid hyperactive. That's not a good way to do it. Uh, weight loss, fast heart rate, muscle weakness, muscle weakness. I can see how just these things could rain terror down on somebody who's trying to build muscle. Um, also sleep problems. All these things are detrimental to training. I'm going to always bring it back to training. Um, if you're training to gain mass or if you're an athlete and you need uh, agility or explosiveness, you definitely don't uh, benefit from any type of muscle weakness in any way, shape or form. So those are the symptoms for hyperthyroidism. For hypothyroidism, not producing enough hormone, some of the symptoms are weight gain, slower heart rate, fatigue, forgetfulness. Okay, those are just a few. Um, intolerance to cold. None of these things, none of these things, none of these things are good for anyone. Who's training? These are all problematic, uh, to say the least. Um, especially if you're someone trying to lose weight, right? And you have hypothyroidism. This causes weight gain. And um, if it's the onset of hypothyroidism and you haven't gone to be checked out, could you imagine how much frustration you would be feeling uh, to be doing all the work that you could and constantly being tired? And um, also uh, gaining weight when you've changed your nutrition. How frustrating could that be? I can only imagine. So who's affected by thyroid disease? Approximately 200 million people have some form of thyroid disease. This is worldwide. That's a worldwide number. But, but women are five to eight times more likely to have a problem with their thyroid than men are. Um, don't really know why that is. Maybe it's because... Uh, during different stages in women's lives, their hormones begin to uh, react in a different way within their body. Um, that's, the, that's the only reason that I could think of. Um, I didn't find any information um, to explain why women were more affected than men. So what causes thyroid disease? What causes uh, hypothyroidism? We'll start with that. Inflammation in the thyroid gland. Okay, can lower the number of hormones produced. Nutrition also impacts your thyroid function. In particular, an iodine deficiency can cause hypothyroidism. An iodine deficiency can cause hypothyroidism. This is a worldwide problem affecting 100 million people. So half of the people that are affected with thyroid disease, half of them have an iodine deficiency deficiency, an iodine deficiency. How can you avoid having an iodine deficiency? It's a nutritional problem. The first thing I would do is just get some sea plants. Get some sea plants, okay? 
Uh, I think I'll get into more of that later on down the line, but that's immediately get some seed plants. <laughs> that's, that's an easy fix right there. You can even take iodine supplementation. I would uh, suggest getting it in liquid form instead of a pill. Um, there's also a special form of thyroiditis called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This is a genetic disorder. Okay, so this cannot be, uh, this isn't uh, contracted due to nutrition or anything of that nature. So what conditions cause hyperthyroidism? One of them is Graves' disease, which, which is a condition where the entire thyroid gland might be overactive and produce too much hormone, okay? Your thyroid gland might be enlarged, and this is called a goiter, a, a diffuse toxic goiter. Um, the second thing is thyroiditis, which is inflammation, which can be something that triggers a release of hormones that were stored in the thyroid gland, all right? So this still results in too much uh, hormone being released, all right? Um, and right below that, you have an excessive iodine intake, an excessive iodine intake, which may have a negative effect on your thyroid. So here's what I found in interesting, is that you can take in too much of a cough syrup and end up with excessive iodine intake. So if you have to use any type of cough, cough syrup, read the label um, because the intake for iodine is a very minuscule amount as far as what your daily allowance should be. It's measured in micrograms. It's not measured in um, milligrams or ounces. It's measured in micrograms. That's about as small as you can get, okay? So um, there are some other things that can happen with your thyroid. So if your thyroid uh, develops swelling and lumps, um, these are called nodules. And if these nodules are cancerous, in some cases, your thyroid can be removed, okay? It's called a thyroidectomy. So I was wondering, for a person who had a thyroidectomy, how does this affect them when it's time for them to exercise? Because your hormonal balances are made on the fly throughout the day, but especially when you're being physically active. So I was wondering, okay, do these medications that they give you, because that's how they supplement the hormones that your uh, thyroid would have been making naturally, you have to take this medication. You actually have to have hormone therapy, so to speak, to make up for what your thyroid would have been producing in your body. So how do these um, hormones that you're taking, how does this medication make the adjustments that the thyroid would have been making on the fly? Um, I looked into this. I didn't find a whole lot about it, but what I did find out was that people who had had a uh, thyroidectomy that were not previously exercising and they started exercising um, afterwards, that their condition was better than not exercising essentially, which, okay. But I still wanted to know some more of the science behind how these adjustments were made. So if any of you find that out, hit me up, um, drop a comment or whatever. Um, you might know somebody who's an endocrinologist or what have you. I'm going to look up some myself because I want the answer to that particular question. Um, because the other part is, I'm sure they have some measurement for this, 
but we all have different hormonal needs, okay? But those needs change. Again, they change once you start exercising. Um, so how can we promote health within the thyroid? Okay, so as I mentioned before, iodine intake is number one. So how do you get iodine intake? The best way is through your diet. Okay, so you want to have some iodine-rich foods. I mentioned sea vegetables before. So you want some dried sea vegetables, dulse, kelp, nori. Um, there are some more seaweed, wakame that you can take. There's some fruits and plants that are high in iodine. One of my personal favorites is strawberries. I eat strawberries every day. I could eat strawberries all day, every day. So strawberries, prunes, don't get a whole lot of prunes, but they are good for you um, and rich in iodine. And um, I do get cranberries just about every day. I get uh, dry cranberries. I eat them with my almonds or cashews or what have you. So those are good. Uh, vegetables, high in iodine, green beans, corn, potatoes. I like me some potatoes. Believe it or not, I like my I like my potatoes. It didn't specify as whether or not it was white potatoes or if it was um, sweet potatoes. Uh, I like both. Your leafy greens that have iodine, spring greens, watercress, um, and the old faithful iodized salts. I'm, I'm noticing in the store though, however, that less and less salt is being iodized. I don't know why that is. So in closing, I hope this information has been good for you. Even if you don't personally think that you have any issues with your thyroid, you might run into somebody who does and you'll have some information that you can possibly share with them. The first thing that they will want to do, obviously, is to, to go get checked out to make sure that that's the issue, right? Because it could be other things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Free Fitness Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. It'd be greatly appreciated. I am at free underscore fit on Instagram, at free underscore fit on Twitter, and at free fitness on Facebook. Until the next time, peace.